How are we all doing? I hope we're having an absolutely wonderful week. It's a week. <laughs> it's a week, yeah. <laughs> wow. That's the best example of I've no idea what to say, but I want to say something relative to what Phil's just said. So I'm just going to confirm it's a week. It's a week. It's also a day. It's a day. An it's hour. an hour, a minute, a second, a millisecond. Uh, is the last no- the, the, I mean, there is a millisecond, less than a millisecond, but what I mean is... Is it a billisecond? I would assume so. A billionth of a second and a trillisecond. I assume so. What's bigger than a trillion? Infinisecond. <laughs> What's bigger than a trillion? I don't know. A quillion. It's got to be quad. Quillion. Quillion. Sounds like we're going into Harry Potter resources. Does yeah? It's got a little little bot of quillion. Quillion. What um, q quads four? What's five? You'll get this pentagon. Uh, pen yeah. Pentillion. Pentillion. Pentillionth of a second. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's that's how. Ooh, what could I say that? I'm, what what do I do in the pentillionth of a second? I annoy you in the pentillionth of a second. <laughs> True that. That's how quick I annoy you. It takes me one pentillionth of a second to annoy you. I don't. What do you think? I don't think there's anything that's going to be that fast that would require that level of, um, what's the word? Like you wouldn't need to use you it. You wouldn't ever. need to use it. Yeah, I don't no. reckon there's anything that's that, that fast. Well, other than just having it as an option, that's just nice to have, isn't it? <laughs> something to aim for. Just in case you ever find something. Like when they're trying to speed up the speed of sound. Let's see if they can speed it up a little bit. Yeah, probably something like that. Physics and stuffs. Yeah, and stuffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Space, something in space. Yeah, like. You can travel from well nowhere that fast. It's, it's, I can't think too much about space because it blows my mind. Yeah, when you look at like, have you ever seen those things where it like zooms out and it I shows can. you how small Earth is? It's too much for my brain to handle. I saw it once where someone used it as a meme saying like, "Why are you stressed today? Look how insignificant you are." <laughs> it really made me laugh. <laughs> very true why am i stressed because we had a conversation recently about like what if there was life on other planets and like if i think about it too much like it gets me all stressed what was it we heard on the news before they reckon they found aliens like 50 years ago but they nasa did something to them didn't they like drown them or something like that by accident (laughs) (laughs) surely not what were they doing oh aliens why did we not pay more attention to that story I don't. I feel I, like it was just like thrown in on the radio as like a very news bulletin. Like, oh, and by the way, NASA found aliens fifty years ago. But the, can you Google it, please? I absolutely can. I feel like I use a lot of googling in this. Um, oh, I'm in airplane mode so that my phone doesn't go off because I've got loads of pals. <laughs> Not all the pals giving you notifications. Alien. Um, I feel like that's enough, and then just okay. go news. New, oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, Nope, that's not enough. Oh, it's didn't news make from it up. the first of June. Maybe there's no. We definitely heard it. Um, what if I put NASA alien? Um, Maybe just put NASA, because it might not have been. It might have been like news. On, like uh, like. Oh, alien life was found on Mars fifty years ago, but NASA accidentally killed it. <laughs> Death isn't a funny subject. Though. It's just so bonkers, isn't it, that that's a news article? A scientist claims NASA's Viking mission experiments found life 50 years ago. However, the tests added water to the Martian soil that likely drowned any life. <laughs> Do you know what the problem is, though? And I was well disappointed at this. I found out that, like, when they say they found aliens, they mean they found, like, al- like 
an alien matter, which means like something that's alien. So it could be like a tiny little bit of bacteria that you can't oh. even see. They didn't have a little man wandering around going, oh my God, look at all that water that's coming at me. And then he drowned. It wasn't that. <laughs> that's what I was picturing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> horse pipe. NASA with a horse pipe <laughs> draining some tiny yeah, little Yeah, some bloke absolutely <laughs> legging it around Mars with a horse pipe. <laughs> which, by the way, is a very long horse pipe to get that from <laughs> Earth. No, they're going to put it in the, the um, spaceship. Is that what it's called? Not a pre-filled. Rocket? Uh, what are they called? A rocket? Spaceship? Are they, is that actually what they're called in real life and not just cartoons and stuff? I'd call it a rocket. Rocket. I used to train a rocket scientist. You did? I used to love sounds, not rocket science. There was it. Hey. <laughs> Daddy hated you. No wonder he left me. <laughs> I think he moved abroad. That's how annoying I was. Dubai. <laughs> yeah, he moved back to Dubai. <laughs> Just did everything he did. I was like, well, it's not rocket science, is it, Paul? <laughs> In fairness, he knew that better than I did. Anyway, I love that. Are we talking about rocket science this week? No, we're talking about three thoughts you need to hear to, about what. I'm going to start again. God, Talk- the whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about three thoughts you need to hear. Be- I can't get, why can't I get that word right? Three thoughts you need to hear about, about- moving away from calories counting. Wow. <laughs> can I just say the title? Because yeah. you have no idea what it's about, do you? I do, I can read. Just not right now. <laughs> <laughs> can read? Look, I've given you loads of good examples. <laughs> Are you the alien life form? I am. <laughs> I got a bit drained though. You need to hear about moving away from counting calories. There we go. So eloquently said. Eloquent. I realised after I'd sent it, um, and I've no idea if all our clients listen to our um, podcasts, like the these ones, but I said elegantly instead of eloquently when I was speaking before. I was talking about my dialect and the way I speak and about how like sometimes I'm not understood because I've got a really broad, common northern accent. That's not very elegant. That's not very elegant, but I, <laughs> I realised after it, I was like, I meant eloquent. Did you correct yourself? No, I realised after I sent the voice, no. Yeah, but did you send another one? No. Because I sent a video saying that 8pm um, minus 6 hours was 1pm and I sent a message correcting myself. That's good, yeah. Because I, I couldn't handle it. Well, I'm sorry, well... She'll, Harry will just have to take me as I am. <laughs> Sorry, Harry, but you, you're just going to have to take me as the word elegant instead of eloquent. <laughs> I'll correct myself later on. I'll tell her that I mentioned it on the episode and that I corrected myself during the episode, but she might not listen, so. I love that. I, I think that you have got a very elegant voice. I'll be honest, there's not much elegant about me. <laughs> there really isn't. I'm not the most elegant of people. <laughs> Go on then, talk us about something. Okay, I'll talk us about something. <laughs> Honestly, like the amount of times I say this next sentence blows my mind, but for people who have a podcast, we're not very good at speaking, <laughs> when the only thing that this is for is audio. I know we took out the odd video as well on social media, but this is literally audio, and we we mess up words so often. Yeah, it's Phil, mad. we might get away with it, though, because when we got babies and we're sleep-deprived and really tired and we're trying to do, do, do a podcast, like, might not sound any different. That's very true, yeah. Or so like, worse, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, they just sleep deprived. It's fine. It's like, no, it's episode seventy-eight. They brought it up before the kids. <laughs> anyway, so in this episode, we want to give you. Um, I know it says three thoughts, and it's going to be three thoughts, but they're going to be more things that are going to kind of get you thinking a little bit more about things. Because what we we're always open and honest about this. We don't want to be like, oh, this one episode is going to change your life forever because it's one episode, and we know that, especially when it's something like moving away from calories that. It's a, it's a process. Like, it's not like a, you just do it. Or hopefully you don't think it's something you just do. It's, it's a process that we work really hyper-close with clients on 
because of the different things we're going to speak about. But we want to give you some kind of thought-provoking ideas to think about and also three questions that we often get clients to kind of have in their back pocket, if you like, to use throughout the process because, you know, when you are moving away from doing something, it can be really challenging and it can be really good to have some ways to kind of like reframe and think differently about what you're doing. Yeah, so jumping in at the deep end. Ooh, swimming. I'd like to go swimming. Uh, number one, normalise the worry. Like, we hear this all the time when we're speaking to people on calls like, oh, if I've not got some kind of, like, structure to follow, if I've not got a meal plan to follow, if I've not got, like, reels to stick to, I just go absolutely mental. Like, I just go mad, like, I eat everything, etc., etc. But if you start to remove that and take that away and don't use, for example, calorie counting or you're not following, like, how many sins you should have or whatever it might be that you've used for however many years you've been trying to diet then it is gonna feel strange and uneasy and wrong and uncomfortable like you're gonna feel like things are gonna hit what's the word uh, that i'm looking for don't know you're gonna feel like it's all gonna just fall to pieces basically and that is totally normal and i think every single client who comes into us and we're like right okay no rules no structure like oh you're not going to tell me what to do it's like I say in in the first week to everyone like it's going to feel uncomfortable and weird and strange but actually it's it becomes quite empowering like Mm. and I've had loads of clients say it's actually quite nice to not be like feeling like I'm jumping like yes it feels a bit uncomfortable but and strange and like it might go completely to pot but also, it's quite nice to go into something without feeling like I need to overhaul my life overnight. So it's really interesting. Um, in a uh, check-in this week, somebody actually said the words. This is the first week they've not been tracking calories. Uh, they've only just joined us. They started this week. It's the first week they've not been counting calories, and she feels like she's already got more headspace. Yeah, it's just because you're not like thinking about scanning and weighing and faffing about with everything and what how many calories are in this. It's like. I'm going to put my food on the plate. Just think how much more headspace you've got for the rest of your life. It's incredible. And then, once you've done that, so once you've been able to like normalise it and be like, it's normal. And just to be super clear, because Jen's just said it, but I really want to like emphasise this. Like, we don't... I think sometimes when we talk about like we help people to do X, Y, and Z without counting calories, there's almost this misconception that we just force people to not count calories. It's not that simple. There is a process we go through. This is one of the processes and these are the questions we often work through. But like, it's not just like... Right, day one, stop tracking and then don't speak to me about it ever again. It's mm-hmm. like we work together at, like, as a team, one-to-one. Like, this is how we're going to do this. This is how we're going to do that. This is how we're going to navigate this situation. This is how we're going to do it here. This is how we're going to take it step by step. This is how we're going to do it slowly. This is how we're going to do it together. It's not just don't do it, let's crack on with the rest of life. It's a big part of the initial stage because most people don't want to be counting calories for the rest of their life. So that one-to-one support is so unbelievably We've actually had clients that like didn't actually feel ready to step away from because they've been so religiously counting calories. They didn't actually feel comfortable taking that. Like a lot of the clients who come to us are like, yeah, fine, amazing. Tell me another way. Mm. But we have had clients who've come to us and been like, mm, that feels quite scary and daunting right now. And we've gone through a slow process of stepping away from calories. It's not just been like. I was counting calories one day and now I'm not like we, we take each individual as it comes and it might be that you need that like little step-by-step process with it to just pull away from it because it has been something that has been your comfort zone for so long that actually dropping it completely might be 
way too far of a step for you but i would say most people are quite happy to just be like okay fair, amazing if you can um, help me achieve my goals without doing that then fab yeah i'm excited to yeah the uh the calorie counting uh hell yes. so once you've done that once you've normalized it step two is then to start going a little bit deeper into this because often we can stay at that surface level of oh, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of anxious about leaving it, but I feel like I kind of want to, and I don't want to do it forever. We've got to then go a little bit deeper and recognize what calorie counting is actually doing to you, your life, your hunger, your appetite, your feelings, your emotions, your dieting history, your relationship with food, and how it's impacting all of those things. And ultimately, what it all comes down to is the fact that right now, although it feels like it's giving you control, it's actually removing it. And there's two reasons for that. Number one is, what control do you have over food if the thing that's telling you to eat is an app and not yourself? Sit with that question for a second. Is it control of food if your phone is telling you what to eat? Who has that control, you or your phone? It's your phone, it must be, because that's what's telling you to eat. And it's probably a clock that's telling you when to eat. There's no control there whatsoever. There's a clock saying eat now, it's dinner time, and there's an app saying you're allowed this much. Where is the control there? Where's the freedom there? In my eyes, my opinion, zero, none whatsoever. The second thing we've got to look at is, it feels like that's when you have control, when you track it and when you count calories. Actually, in reality, and again, this is going to be one to sit with and think about, think back to every single time that you have fallen off track, gone off plan, overeaten, binged. It's been the times where you've been super strict with your calories and not been able to stick to it. So the actual restriction and strict nature and regimented nature of counting calories is what is causing you to binge and overeat. And we understand that your thoughts and beliefs then are, yeah, but if I could just track forever, well, yeah, cool. You'd have no control, no freedom. You might achieve your results. But then ask yourself the question, do you even want to do that? Do you really want to be counting calories for the rest of your life? I would imagine 100% of people are listening to this now thinking, no, absolutely not. I really don't. I just want to do it till I achieve my result but then you're going to get the result. You're going to stop counting calories and you go backwards again. Because counting calories, whether anybody else is going to tell you this or not, it's just becoming another fad diet. It's all it's doing. Do you know what it is? And and I, I don't want to discredit counting calories completely because it was such a big part of my journey. And I think 100%. there's such a place for counting calories. And if we have clients who've never counted calories before, we probably do explore that. But mm. as a short-term solution and to improve... on and have an understanding of calories because the things it helped me to do was understand that I could eat those bad foods at the mm-hmm. time, quotation marks. I could eat the bad foods and still lose weight. Mm-hmm. And actually, um, there wasn't any need for kind of guilt around certain things. So it helped me to include foods and it helped me to understand calories. And I think there is absolutely a place for that as a short-term solution. But as a long-term solution, it's just like anything else because as soon as you stop it, you've still not got those skills there that allows you to keep keep what you've got and also kind of keep looking after you and understanding what your body needs, etc. 100%. So then, step three. Step three. Interesting step. Love Interesting. Step. Expect it to, again, quotation marks, not work at first because... You're gonna, you're probably, you're probably gonna have those thoughts if you are feeling a bit uneasy and a bit nervous about stepping away from things. If you eat even slightly more than you did the day before, you're probably gonna be like, oh my goodness, I didn't track and I've absolutely gone overboard and binge. <laughs> 
And you're just going to have that thought because you're going into it with some apprehension and some kind of prior thoughts of what you think is going to happen. So essentially, you create that reality. Whether it's true or not is another matter. So when you've got those thoughts that are popping up when you feel like it's not worked, this is where those three questions that Phil mentioned at the beginning come in. So first thing that we want you to ask yourself is, did I actually binge? Or do I think I did because I'm unaware of what I ate? You might have had these moments if you've tracked your calories before in the past where you're like, oh my goodness, I've eaten so much today. It's absolutely ridiculous. And then when you actually track it all, you're like, no, we're actually that bad. It was because there was no level of awareness. But the same can happen when you take the calories out of it. So you're like, oh my goodness, I've eaten so much today. If you sat down with a pen and paper and wrote out what you'd actually eaten, you'd probably be like, well, as bad as I thought. <laughs> I think sometimes like we feel like we've been eating and eating and eating and eating. But in reality, when you break it down and, and look at it in detail, we've not. So that's the first thing we want to think about. Question two is, how can it be possible that I've overeaten if I don't have a target anymore? So if you're like, oh, I overate today, like it's because I've not tracked calories. Well, you overeating on what <laughs> you've not got a target you've not got um a number that you're supposed to be hitting you've not got an amount of sins you're supposed to be having you've not got an amount of points you're supposed to be having there's nothing there dictating that you've overeaten the only way that you can dictate that you've overeaten is if you feel uncomfortably full and are feeling a bit sick so yeah all right maybe if you are feeling like that maybe you did overeat but in reality did you just have a chocolate bar <laughs> and feel like you've overeaten because you didn't have that yesterday and you've not got that kind of awareness there um it, it's similar to kind of question one in that sense and then question three is one day a week or a month actually enough time to become really good at something because let's be honest most of the people that we work with, so probably the people who are sat here listening to this as well, have done some kind of diet for a very long period of time. Slimming will, years. Calorie counting, years, months, whatever it may be. You've, you've got enough evidence that that probably doesn't work for you because either you keep coming back to it or you keep feeling like you failed. So is, is one day of maybe something not working because it's out of your comfort zone actually enough evidence that it's not working? Uh, have you given yourself an opportunity to become good at that by giving yourself as much time as you give all those other diets? You really have to kind of commit to this and give it a good go before you can say it doesn't work. But that being said, if you do want some help with this, because it can be really, really challenging, then and you, you are kind of listening to this thinking, yeah, I get, I'm getting what you're saying, Jen and Phil. I do kind of want to move away from calorie counting now. Just pop me a message on Instagram, just interested, and we can chat through how we can make that process work for you because I can be there to support you through those questions, basically, then. So that is us. Three things to think about. Normalise the worry, recognise the truth, and expect it not to work at first. And also, if you do want some more support, just pop me that message now i have the fun job of putting phil on the spot so how many calories have you eaten today phil <laughs> how many calories no idea um i want to ask you i played that risky game again where i didn't write it down i've oh, got it no. right so as children 
Um, we grew up in the 90s and we were channel one to fivers. We didn't have the luxury, did we, growing up of like Nickelodeon or whatever the other cool kids were watching. We didn't. We had those channels locked in. Mm-hmm. If you could bring back one programme from Jack. <laughs> Why Cramp Twins? Class. <laughs> Quite relevant now, actually, I've just realised. I was just thinking that. <laughs> More relevant than I realised. Is that because it was on the mind? I might be. No, I just loved it. That was my go-to programme. Was it? I used to watch Cramp Twins, Arthur, and oh, Mona uh, the Vampire. Mona the Vampire! Uh, I think they were the three. Also, I used to watch Zap, and I used to watch... Um, that was an ITV one, wasn't it? I have no idea. I didn't venture over to ITV that much. I was Do more you know? of a I was more of a BBC One child. What was the Queen's Nose? Queen's Nose. Uh, the Demon Headmaster. I wasn't allowed to watch that one. And what else was the? Oh, oh, was it Fifty Fifty? Yeah, I loved that. I always wanted to be on 50-50. I, I sort of did, but then a bit socially anxious, so I don't want to be on it. No, but you were been great at it. It was just like sporty stuff. You just sporty challenges and then like multiple choice questions and stuff. I know, but it's just the idea of like there's so much like cheering in the crowd. I don't like that kind of thing. <laughs> oh, did you sort of 50-50? That was great. What was the one where they went in the gunk called? Oh. Where you went up against your parents? Oh, oh the other one though. Uh, my parents were aliens. I didn't like that one. Oh, What? I don't think I watched. Get out. I've got married for the on this. <laughs> Incredible programme. What was it called where they used to like put them at the top of the light? And then you answer questions and, and you slide down. Yeah, yeah, and then they got in the dump. <laughs> it's like the kids' version of the chase. Um, <laughs> oh, what was it? I can't remember, but I loved that one. Yeah, I don't think I knew the name to that. I can't, so I, how did we get to that point? I don't know. Was that not 50-50? Was that not the end? No, 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 no. It was... Um, uh, I'm sure you went up against your parents and you had to do like activities and stuff like mm. um, like challenges and stuff I remember the ending I remember that and then you just maybe get... there was a parent episode like a, a version of it because you'd get to the bottom and then they'd slide you back to the top if you'd lost and then slide you all the way yeah, down yeah. and you'd fall down I used to wonder why they didn't just bring you up one every single time <laughs> yeah that's a good point actually uh, so clever um yeah, I don't know what that was called. No, I don't. That's really bugging me. Something I didn't watch that I think you did was That So Raven. Never watched that. I didn't watch that. That was oh. Nickelodeon. All oh, right, right. Yeah, that's probably why I never watched it then. Um, I got on a Wednesday, I got a little treat so I could watch certain... Like, I went to my grandma's on a Wednesday and she had Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. So I used to watch Saved by the Bell on there. Oh, I see. I never watched and that. And Keenan and Kel. No. Just one episode a week. I know that... Each. Do you know what? That just shows how like famous those programmes were that I know the like catchphrases from it but didn't watch it. Yes, yeah, mental, that isn't it? Yeah. It's, so you, out of all of those programs, you're bringing back the Crap Twins. I'll be honest. I said that, and then named twenty eight more that I want to bring back. <laughs> well, that's what I thought. Oh, there's so many. Maybe would be though. Like I feel like, I think that's just my. Hmm. Do you think kids' TV is as good as it used to be? I don't think it can be. I think we're about to find out, Jim. Yeah, <laughs> good point. Um, I've heard Bluey's really good. Is that that? Um, it's like a dog or something. Oh, right, I was thinking of something else. What's that one with the woman on that everyone talks about? The woman on? Is it Miss Rachel? Oh, no, I think she's just a YouTube channel. Oh, right, even better. Your friends told us about that one, didn't you? Yeah, I saw yeah. a dancing vegetable one. That was good. Yeah. Um, no, I think these are like for little, little babies. I mean, like proper kids' TV. Oh, it won't be as good as back in the day. It can't be. No, because I feel like they brought out some stuff that I've watched, like, not watched, like I've seen clips of like Peppa Pig and that. It's absolute garbage. Well, apparently Bluey's really funny for adults. Yeah, because it puts that adult-related joke in so you can watch it as well. I'm here for that. Yeah, I can watch that. Uh, so, are you still sticking with Cramp Twins? Um, 
I think that's I think that's a terrible answer. I'll be honest. No, with you. no, I I don't think there is a bad answer, Jenna. Everything's class. Arthur was amazing. I loved Arthur. Yeah, got a lot, lot uh, gained a lot of values from Arthur. I liked Arthur. Yeah. Uh, my favorite picture of Arthur is when he's sitting listening to headphones, but his ears are on the top of his head. <laughs> it's one of my favorite I've not, images. Not seeing that. That's yeah, brilliant. It's brilliant. He's got headphones on, but the ears are like sticking up. So, yeah. like, how are you listening to that? Um, best best theme tune though. Yeah. Like. Up there. Great ending. Hey. Whoa. Uh, hey, yeah. DW. Yeah. Hey. No, that's when she shouts back. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I love that. Um, Every time you call me JW, I think about that. I can see why. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. Yeah, so probably that's got to be up there. Cramp Twins might be in second place. I'm trying to think what else did they say. 50 50 was good. Maybe I'd watch that back. Competitive Element did enjoy it. Queen I used knows. to love Smart. Class. Oh, Smart. Yeah. Class. Do you know when I became a teacher, if we did art, what I'd do at the end is I would put on the... Did you? When it'd show everybody's art. And then we'd all walk around the classroom and look at what we'd done. I'd go back to primary school just for that. That's class. I never did anything like that. Did the kids know what you was doing? Yeah, not a clue. None of them knew what smart was, but I had a great time. It's not TV, is it? Oh, Art Attack. What a program. Yeah, I didn't watch that. that again, I was more of an exclusive BBC. I did occasionally watch it. You joined a I rock went band, didn't to... you? Neil Buchanan. Did I? Mm-hmm. Is that sing- a natural fact? Yeah, yeah. Lead sing- I, I don't know if it's Lee Singer, actually. I'm making that bit up, but he was in a rock band after. i tell you one thing I did go to ITV for. Mm. Saturday morning Pokemon. Didn't watch Pokemon. What? Never watched it. You had the cards though, right? Yeah. But you never watched it? No, I couldn't get on board with it. Oh. Not for me. Not right. No, I just didn't. I didn't want to watch it. I just wanted to trade cards. What about Wonky Donkey? I don't know what that Wonky is. Wonky Donkey. Anton Deck and Cat Dealey on Saturday morning. Never watched what, that. SMTV Live. And I didn't. No, donkey. I watched Soccer M, didn't I? That oh, was on. Fair that was on from like eight till twelve or something back in the day. Long time that, wasn't it? I know, but it was that wasn't incredible. a kids program though. It was the opposite. You're talking to me about some like weird theme, like sexist program. thing that they did, like for a, like feature. I mean, I would imagine like that many years ago, there was many programs with sexist things. Oh, I know that. It was really bad. It wasn't just for listeners. When you were telling me about it. Just for listeners, I didn't purposely watch it because it was sexist. No, no, no. (laughs) You were just telling me about a feature that they used to do and I was like, that's really bad. Just mad as well. And I feel like this happens a lot. When you look back at TV, like that shouldn't have been on telly. Do you remember when um, we watched that clip of uh, Victoria Beckham when she just had her babies and what's his name? Chris. Oh, yeah. I can't remember his name was like, Get on the scales. How much have you lost your weight? It's mental. Loads. Like they used to stand them on scales and weigh them. And we wonder why we've got complexes about our weight. Yeah, it used to be like I brought some scales. Stand on there. Let's see what you weigh. And everyone would cheer. Everyone would cheer if she'd lost. I mean, I mean, let's be honest. Jumping on a pair of scales in front of a lot of people who then clap if you lost weight. That's just slimming world. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, (laughs) let's be honest. What's the difference? Just on a just on a bigger scale, and you have to pay for it. <laughs> right. Anyway, let's wrap it up there because we're having a teacup for us tonight, and that's in five minutes. So it is. Let's be off. <laughs> Perfect reason to end. So us, but we're having teacup. So like. See you in a minute, Wendy. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Well. She does avidly listen to the podcast. So. I'm just saying, like you said, see you in a minute. She'll only listen to this next week when it comes out. Oh, I had a great tea, Wendy. Uh, you didn't cook it though. No, <laughs> let's do two just in case it's rubbish. Do a second one so we can edit it in. So say All it was right, great. Then. Terrible tea, Wendy. And then say so it was great. Oh, I did it the, other, I did it the wrong way around. Yeah, great tea, Wendy. Yeah, um, I'll do a different version. Thanks, like Dad, for things. making it though. Um, company was amazing. <laughs> uh, company was terrible. <laughs> uh, we had a great time. We had an awful time. 
Can't wait to go back. Never going back again. Add and delete as you wish. There yeah, we go. Well done. done. Wrapped right. up. Have a good one. And uh, we'll catch you all next week. Bye. As long as we don't get food poisoning today. <laughs>